We just had Lauren Varmadre in the studio talking about the Human Rights Arts and Film Festival, and we now are going to continue on with that theme. We've got Ali MC and Rushdie in studio to talk with us about their involvement with the festival and some of the pieces they're doing. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Thank you. All right, we'll start with you, Rushdie, then. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing for the festival. Yeah, um, I got an exhibition project is uh, showcasing the outcome of my research and working inside the refugee camps. Uh, I left Australia uh, end of last September, and I was in the... I went to north of Iraq, Kudusan of Iraq, and there's uh, 1.8 million refugees now in that region. And uh, so I stayed there basically about four months and working inside the camps and visiting the camps. And there were different camps. Uh, basically, I went to seven camps and collecting data and materials and encounter refugees there in different places. And Ali? So I'm, I have a similar uh, exhibition. So I'm a photographer as well as other okay. things and was in um, these Rohingya refugee camps in Burma and Bangladesh last year. So uh, the Rohingya are a, um, a Muslim ethnic minority group that live in the west of Burma. Uh, the rest of Burma's uh quite uh, staunchly Buddhist uh, country and so there's quite a lot of persecution against Rohingya people that's technically not citizens of any country and there's a river called the Naf River and, and a lot of people flee across the river into southern Bangladesh so I ended up going to IDP camps in Burma and then seeing uh, where people were fleeing to in Bangladesh on the other side. So the photographs are medium format film and so they're on display at the Fitzroy Library. They're actually on now so anyone can go and have a look and um, I'll be doing a presentation on it all next Sunday. So just talking through the processes, talking through your experiences? Well, actually, we've got a panel together. Uh, so we've got Con from the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, a friend of mine um, who was working as a lawyer on Manus Island, processing refugee applications, um, a Rohingya community member from Melbourne, and also uh, another guy who's doing a PhD on the issue. Uh, so they'll be doing like a presentation Q&A. And we're also going to try and do a video, live video link up with a friend of mine who is a Rohingya person who lives in the refugee camp in Bangladesh that I met while I was there. So we did some fundraising and got him like a really nice phone. And the aim is we can, instead of me talking about the situation for people, we can actually like live video directly link up with this guy and actually you know talk to him about his experiences and what what he's doing there that's if the technology all all works hopefully it will and it'd be yeah it'd be very cool if we can actually do that because my passion and aim in doing this kind of thing is to be able to um provide an avenue for people to speak on behalf of themselves about their own issues and and um you know their own experiences now Rushdie, because the obviously the issue of immigration and human human rights and stuff like that in australia is unfortunately such a divided thing at the moment what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions people have nowadays about like immigration particularly with your experiences and i don't know you're talking about manus island and i'm just trying to formulate something that sounds really academic and really intelligent and i'm just like where how can how do you hope to educate people with this well uh, the exhibition uh, or the nature of the festival something like the human rights art and film festival is um, is a kind of uh, can be used as a platform for creating a dialogue and debate and uh, that's dialogue and debate that platform let's say the exhibitions like our exhibitions here or the other activities happening in the festivals is uh, generating awareness about the issues 
and uh, better understand for the issues. And uh, those issues is not just um, as we see it just here. Uh, I went to Middle East for that project and uh, our friends here, so he went to other part of the world uh, in Southeast Asia for that project uh, for similar kind of uh, condition about the issues of displacement and refugee. So it's, uh, today, unfortunately, it's become a global issues and it's become a serious matter for which is uh, we facing today in our global time. And uh, those uh, activities uh, when art engaging or culture engaging in those activities, as I say, is a, is a great platform to generate uh, awareness about the issues and better understanding. So because unfortunately, uh, in my experience, when I went there to spend four months in the camps and encounter all these different refugees, it was great and privilege for me to see and to see on daily basis living condition of the refugees, how they deal with their uh, living condition on daily basis inside their camps, which uh, we don't see it through the media, those issues, mm. and uh, and how they overcome the difficulties and um, and how they encounter uh, prison and, and how they left things behind in the past or their places. So um, to gather all this information and put uh, in, a, in an art activity like exhibition or other form of art, it will be beneficial for us uh, and is, for example uh, with a community in a, a city like uh, Melbourne uh, to see those uh, situations uh, as I say, unfortunately we cannot come across those information or these situations uh, through the medias. Hmm. Now, I apologize if it sounds confrontational to begin with, but like it is really interesting to me and really important because we're confronted with this idea of we all exist in bubbles nowadays. Like We're all kind of self-reinforcing. Are you worried that obviously the people who are already interested in things like the Human Rights Arts and Film Festival and Melbourne in general is quite left-leaning and quite generally aware of what's going on around the world. Are you fr- worried that it's not going to perhaps resonate with the people who perhaps it needs to resonate the most with and maybe we just kind of preaching to the choir with festivals like this how do you hope to like get that message across the people who need to hear it it's a hard question i apologize but yeah yeah i understand what you're saying but i think the success of the human rights arts and film festival as an example demonstrates that people are catching on and becoming more and more interested i think if it was just preaching to the converted it would be the same that festival in particular would be the same size as it was 10 years ago and the fact that it is 10 years old um it's got really great sponsorship and so on um there's more and more people who are wanting to invest in it not only with their money but with their time to be coming to these types of things i think that it is actually uh, a growing uh, understanding and awareness um around a lot of these issues particularly for migration and so on and at the end of the day you know like people can choose you can put I can put on my exhibition. It's really up to punters if they want to come and, and participate and explore the issues along with me as an artist or with the community members who we're working in partnership with. Whether Pauline Hanson or those types of people come along, I don't really doesn't bother me whatsoever because that's not of interest. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for the community members themselves, for the refugee people who are living in those camps to get their voices heard to combat these other voices that are much more dominant that are in the media so yeah. that's what I'm that's my aim is to try and find achieve some kind of balance and get the voices of refugee people and this in this instance uh, Rohingya people um, I also work at the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service so I advocate as a human rights uh, advocate through that as well and I guess at the end of the day it's about bringing more voices 
that mm. remain unheard and underground into the main, you know, into the spotlight. Yeah, like Rusty was saying earlier, giving a platform. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I, I think it's really important. And it's interesting listening to um, you speaking about your experiences in Iraq with. The, the photography that I uh, was doing with medium format, because it's a portrait photography, what I was trying to do is um, shoot photos of people with a lot of dignity and strength and resilience. And it's very easy to think of refugees as destitute, kind of almost othered types of people that are, you know, like they're dehumanised in the media. That's correct, yeah. And um, often that's reinforced by like, you know, kind of pitiful pictures of poor struggling people. And I think that still needs to be shown because people are in really destitute situations. But what's of interest to me is how do these people survive these situations? Whereas I look at how people are living and what they've been through and just think, mate, if that was me... Like I don't know how I would cope, but these pe- but people do, and there's families and people get on with their lives, and I think that's just as important to have an understanding and awareness about as well. So in terms of yeah, you know, like educating people about the experiences of um, displacement, being a migrant, being a refugee, um, what do you think you can get across in an art exhibition that you can't get across just by like verbally telling people? I think. As I was just saying, with the mm. with the photos, it's um, a, a method to try and capture some part of a human spirit mm. um, without sounding too, you know, kind of esoteric yeah. about it all. But um, <laughs> there, there is, and so with the portrait photos that I was shooting, was really trying to get people to really look into the camera and to try and somehow capture using film photography some element of that strength and resilience, which I think com- hopefully comes through. Mm. And so, I mean, I can sit here and talk about it and all the rest of it, but um, it's it's better for people to go and see and hear from the people who are experiencing uh, displacement and and persecution, mm. and in the case of Rohingya people, ethnic cleansing that's currently going on, mm. and. So so again, the photos is really just like a format to bring people together to then uh, say, for example, in this presentation, if we can do this live video link up, we can hear from uh, the people mm. themselves. So I'm just using the art to facilitate something much, a much bigger comp- uh, conversation, hopefully. Uh, in my case, it was uh, a bit different is, um, because um, the nature of work I will do is kind of mixed medium. So I focus on photography and video uh, recording of the situation in the camps and uh, some collaboration with the refugees to make uh, installation object based and with this exhibition it will be those object and installation based with, uh, which uh, I have uh, with the refugee uh, will be displaced in the exhibitions and but uh, also the video works um, mainly I was focusing on the capturing the moments on the daily living condition of these uh, people especially the uh, with the adults and the kids and it was quite interesting to see these differences with the adults who you could see uh, unfortunately quite a bit pessimistic with the kids uh, condition you all see is uh, full of laughter and life and brightness and uh, the other things uh, I was focusing on inside the camps is particularly one of the camps where the Syrian refugee were living there and uh, subtle there is they have been there for five years or already and that uh, hardly you could see any tent anymore so the old tent had disappeared so the uh, the refugees they built up with the cheap materials one bedroom or two bedroom with the houses and is a bit better condition like a slum but it's kind of between but I guess in a process of becoming a, a refugee camps becoming a town in a and those uh, people uh, this camps uh, particularly it was 19,000 uh, people living in uh, 
and uh, it was quite interesting to see the life is still continue you come across uh, the beauty salon for ladies you come across a uh, tea house and coffee shops and uh, donut kebab shops and selling clothes shops so it's a kind of in a process became a town so that was kind of a nice sight to see is life is still continue and uh, but it was quite interesting to see these uh, people are uh, uh, the building and making a new town is not neutral is not happening because of uh, the location is everyone came in different part and they suddenly they become a neighbor or relatives and they know each other but so the works i capture is was uh, i was not try in my works uh, even with the video works uh, i didn't try to kind of uh, orchestrate the situation and kind of uh, creating a scenario things just capture the moments and the reality was happening there and I, I i personally i like to capture that raw material and i'm showing the raw material as well yeah fantastic. That's, that's fantastic yeah thank you so much yeah definitely oh yeah that's all we have time for unfortunately thank you so much for coming in shall i just read out the uh the exhibitions that are happening right so. in front of me. oh you've yeah. got them already yes. to go <laughs> so we've got the Rohingya the refugee crisis in colour is on until May 25th at the Fitzroy Library we've got Reframe Home with Patterns of Displacement is on from May 9th to the 14th at the No Vacancy Gallery in QV 3440 Jane Bell Lane that's the one and if anyone is interested to come to the presentation and video link up that's on next Sunday May the 7th at 2pm at the Fitzroy Library Reading Room Definitely Entry is free as well. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ali. Thank you so much, Rushdie, for coming Thank in. You. It's Thanks been absolutely much, incredible. Thank you.